0: Peace and love, fam. This is Brother Faim. You are tuned in to the Lead Logic Podcast. You know the vibes. <laughs> Welcome back, family. Welcome back. Man, it is a... Uh Beautiful Tuesday. It's a special day for me and mine, so I'm feeling real good. What did Nina Simone say? Birds flying high. Birds flying high. You know how I feel. Yeah, I ain't no singer, but I'm definitely feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um man. Summer's rushing up on us quick, man. And uh weather's it's uh, beginning to you know get warmer early in the morning, right? So we wake up in the morning. You waking up to heat. I know my AC has been on nonstop, so uh, allergies kind of messing with me. But it's all good. I feel good, man. I feel real good. You know? But yeah, I um wanted to say something to you all real fast, man. And uh, I entitled this episode "Teachable Moments" because there's been a lot going on just in in pop culture now. I don't know if I said this before, but I said it now. I'm not super duper concerned with anything pop culture related. I try to extract the teachable moments or those things that provide insight uh, into humanity. And that would, uh, as I've been trying to do with this podcast, that would offer greater knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And so when I see the news, when I see certain things, these uh, banners, or I hear about these news Uh, these news clips or these uh, stories, news stories, I think, wow, that is a teachable moment. That is something that we can expound upon and really dissect and uh, get to the the root and maybe learn something. (laughs) So I'm going to discuss a few things, right? So the obvious is, well, the obvious for me, the first obvious would be Miss marjorie taylor Greene. she is a uh, republican representative from the great state of georgia <laughs> and she's made headlines uh recently because she has some choice statements right she she had said some things and from what i saw uh, house minority leader kevin mccarthy right he condemned her he jumped out there to condemn her but what uh miss uh taylor green said was this <clears throat> she mentioned how you know in nazi germany they put a gold star on the jewish people and then they shoved them in the ovens so she was basically trying to say hey these people were marked and identified and she made a comparison into what the democrats are trying to do with some of these laws where you know Vaccinated employees, Then this—these are her quotes. Vaccinated employees get a vaccination logo, just like the Nazis forced Jewish people to wear a gold star. <laughs> it appears Nazi practices have already begun on our youth. Uh, we only hire vaccinated people. Show your vax papers. We only admit vaccinated students. Show your vax papers. These bathrooms are only for vaccinated people. Show your vax papers. Then scan your barcode or swipe your chip on your arm. <laughs> so the democrats were upset because and this is interesting they were upset because she made the mention of the holocaust which i always find interesting because you know they are super powerful jewish people are super powerful if you've been if you've been paying attention uh i can't remember when it was maybe it was during covid maybe it was the beginning of the year i want to say i think it was the beginning of the year Nick Cannon made some statements with Professor Griff of Public Enemy. He made some statements about who the real Jews were. And man, he called a lot of flack. He called a lot of flack from the mainstream society, but he also called a lot of flack from black people, which I thought was interesting. Uh, because I I think that when people make these statements, um, a couple things happen. The white people are upset because they are powerful. And if you work... Uh, for a mainstream uh, organization or corporation or company uh, expect there to be some backlash now in the black community on the other hand you know we want you to be emotionally triggered oftentimes what I mean by that we want you to say we want you to speak like a free man but live like an enslaved man I don't think a lot of us understand that you know you can't be Malcolm X in corporate America or taking food or taking money from white people. It's just not going to happen. There's always going to be a backlash. There's always going to be some punishment. There's always going to be some reprimand. And so Nick Cannon ended up, I'm not sure if y'all are aware, this. he ended up having to apologize. A lot of people didn't like that. A lot of black people thought he was soft. Uh, I myself, I thought that, you know, he should have been a little bit more... Uh, informed that was kind of naive for him to do that you know if you say something stand on it but i understand uh he didn't own his paperwork wasn't wasn't good so he had to kowtow when you don't own yourself uh, when you don't own your papers then you have to uh you have to move like the rest of the slaves just because you got a little bit more room you're still a slave so uh, theoretically speaking so my point for saying all that was the power of the jewish community Here it is The Democrats have cited And they've contorted and distorted What she was saying Because actually what she was really trying to say was Hey listen These restraints These uh, boundaries That you guys are trying to enforce upon the American people That's against their rights Why would you do that? Why would you force people? You're going to stop people's livelihood Now I'm not sure What The majority of African American people Feel about that Or black people feel about that Here in North America But you should uh, Lean toward what she's saying You should because You know When you know the history When you know what they've done to black people How they've experimented on us When you think about Tuskegee When you think about polio When you think about uh, the outcome You you know These vaccines You know uh, What is that? the johnson johnson vaccine was making people's skin fall off it was just some reports where teenagers are having heart problems after taking the vaccine so there's nothing established there's no solid science on what these vaccines will do these are trial experimental vaccines that they're trying to put into our bodies so uh, we as black people should not side with the democratic party on this but Many of us have to because we work for other than ourselves. It goes back to that book I'm always reading and referencing, Message to the Black Man. There's no book that I've read that deals with that. Not the Quran, not the Bible, none of that. It, it doesn't deal with it the way Elijah Muhammad deals with it. Amen. Separate or suffer the consequences. And these are part of the consequences. You're, I hope that we see that our political affiliation or our political party, which is the Democratic Party for 90% of black people. They are pushing to confine us and hold us and force us to get these vaccinations to not give you a choice. So, I bring up Miss Marjorie Taylor Green to say um I agree with her and I agree with her sentiment. Maybe not maybe uh maybe not the technicality of what she's saying, right? But definitely the concept, the overall uh concept of what she's saying yeah i I absolutely agree with it we shouldn't have to show and prove that we're vaccinated for those of us who choose not to get it we should not have to get it but beware y'all because the way this thing is moving the way it's looking they're going to make it hard uh in the future for you to live they're gonna make it hard for you to move you know it's already a mandate that international travel you have to have that passport with the the stamp vaccination but when they start making it uh for domestic travel right when jobs begin when all jobs begin forcing you like she said like she stated in her tweet when these things happen you know as african-americans a group of people who only own enough businesses to employ four percent of our people Uh, when they mandate that we're going to have a real choice to make we're going to have a real choice to make um so get ready because it's coming but y'all look that up the next thing is critical race theory in education so critical race theory i thought this was interesting um so basically critical race theory and i'm and i'm reading off of I'm reading off the internet I'm just reading you because I, I you know I uh <laughs> I had never honestly heard of this right I had never heard of this um I had heard some I had heard some uh whisperings of Donald Trump wanting to keep race out of but then not teach race in the uh, public school system <laughs> something like that but um Critical race theory. So I'm looking through here. But while I'm looking, you know what? Let me give y'all some stats, some stats that I found. So in 2019, they did a study, right? And they showed how 44% of white eighth grade students were proficient in math, 20% of Hispanic uh, students were proficient in math, and only 14% of black students were proficient in math. 2016 they did a study that said black students are uh they receive out-of-school suspension they're 3.8 times more likely to receive out-of-school suspension than white students right i can remember uh i can remember seeing on the news where a school got in trouble because they had a play and they had all the white children holding the black children uh with nooses and they were pretending to be slaves and they were singing slave songs (laughs) you can look this up y'all you can look up school reprimanded for uh having children uh, dress up and uh, act out slave scenes um and i'll give you the story while i'm looking through here on my son's bus my son i have a son that's in elementary school and um one day he came home and he said Hey dad, they were uh, on the bus. They were in the back of the bus, some of the older students. One of the Arab boys said, hey man, I hate to tell y'all on this bus, but uh, you know, white people are much better looking than black people. (laughs) Hey man, I said, wow. And I know my boy, right? So I said, and what did you say? He was like, I was like, uh, no. (laughs) I said, oh, wow. He was like, nah, I just told him that's your opinion. He said, that's really what I said, there. He was like, some of the older kids was like going at him. So I didn't need to say nothing. He was like, I just said, yo, that's your opinion. That's all I'm gonna say. And so I thought, wow, even at that age, uh, even at that age, they have already recognized and they've already identified and they're distinguishing uh, this anti blackness, this anti black sentiment, right? So, this is what it says on Education Week that critical race theory is. It says critical race theory is an academic concept that is more than 40 years old. The core idea is that racism is a social construct and that it is not merely the product of individual bias or prejudice but also something embedded in legal systems and policies. See, that's the part right there. That that legal system and policies. See if 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 it's being taught that legal systems and policies are inherently racist, then that that um that exposes the system as not allowing all of its citizens to have a fair advantage, to, to be equal. And by the way, y'all This whole equality argument, that's bullshit. I'm gonna say that again. This whole equality argument is bullshit. Black man, black woman, black child. You would do better to work for equity instead of equality because you will never be equal. Not even just the white folks, but other people. And if you think I'm lying, go into the Asian store and see how they treat you. And I'm talking collectively. I'm not talking about isolated, isolated few that you might get along with. I'm talking about collectively, the ones that don't know you and don't have no vested interest to treat you with any kind of respect. Deal with a couple of your Hispanic people. Talk to the Hispanic people by and large. You know, just move around. Even with certain African groups, sometimes African people can be ignorant. That's right, Africans from the continent. In fact, I would say a lot of Africans, a lot of uh, Caribbean, a lot of people from other countries. They have, they have this chip, or they have this. Uh, you got this fallacy in your head that you that uh, <laughs> that somehow you are uh, you are uh, above the African American, the Black man in America. That's pure and utter foolishness, because in the words of Mr. Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. They don't shoot black folks because they're uh, they don't say oh he's he's Muslim or he's this, he's that. They say he's black. They don't say oh he's from South Africa, or he's from Haiti, oh he's from uh, Ghana. They say he's black. So discrimination is is due it's based on the color, inherently color. You can be identified as black. Right? But um yeah, so you know it's it's uh it's it's embedded that's what it is the basic tenets of critical race theory emerged out of a framework for legal analysis in the late 70s and early 80s created by legal scholars derrick bell derrick bell has a he has a great book called faces at the bottom of the Well that y'all might want to check out derrick bell kimberly crenshaw and richard delgado among others a a good example is when the 1930s when government officials literally drew lines around areas deemed poor financial risk that was what they would call redlining you you notice that in the um, uh, what's the movie a raising the Sun right they tried to keep black people in a certain area uh, often explicitly due to the racial composition of inhabitants banks have subsequently refused to offer mortgages to black people in those areas right um, This academic understanding of critical race theory differs from representation in recent popular books and especially from its portrayal by critics. Often, though not exclusively conservative, conservative Republicans, critics charge that the theory lands to leads to negative dynamics, such as a focus on group identity over universal shared traits, divides people into oppressed and oppressive groups and urges intolerance. (laughs) So that's how they are uh, justifying uh critical race theory but hold on there's there's a little bit more right there's a little bit more so it goes on does critical race theory say all white people are racist isn't that racist too the theory says that racism is a part of everyday life so people white or non-white who don't intend to be racist can nevertheless make choices that fuel racism Absolutely, you can be a participant. You can be a uh, subconscious, which most of us are in this country, uh, perpetuators of white supremacy and racism. Absolutely. Um I would say white supremacy, right? I wouldn't say uh racism. But nonetheless, let me finish this. Some critics claim that the theory advocates discriminating against white people in order to achieve equity. They mainly aim those accusations that theories who advocate for policies that explicitly take race into account. Um there was something else on here I wanted to read y'all. Um what does any of this have to do with K through twelve education? Scholars who study critical race theory. In education, look at how policies and practices in K-12 education contribute to persistent racial inequalities in education and advocate for ways to change them. Among the topics they study, racially segregated schools, the underfunding of majority black and Latino school districts, disproportionate discipline of black students, barriers to find gifted programs and selective admission high schools, and curriculum that reinforce racist ideas. Um, Many educators support To one degree or another Culturally relevant teaching And other strategies To make schools feel safe And supportive for black students And other underserved underserved populations Students of color make up The majority of school-aged children But they don't necessarily Identify these activities As critical race theory related Um, An emerging subtext And this is I'm reading this Because I think this is all relevant an emerging subtext among some critics is that curricular excellence can't coexist alongside culturally responsive teaching or anti-racist work. Their argument goes that efforts to change grading practices or make the curriculum less Eurocentric will ultimately harm black students or hold them to a less high standard. That's that's uh, peculiar and funny to me because it's basically saying, this European model of learning is the best and highest model, right? This is classic European bullshit, right? I'll learn the way we say learn. Don't take into account that, you know, people learn uh, different ways. Some people learn by doing, some people learn by seeing, some people learn by uh, 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 hearing. And it also reminds me of the SAT and ACT. You know, the ACT and SAT are culturally biased tests because the w- the wording It it uses a European model, you know. uh, We have inherent differences in vernacular, in language. You know, the black and the white, uh, the uh, black Americans and white Americans, we we speak differently. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. That's an example. You know, damn, that girl's bad. (laughs) She actually look good. But in an official capacity, you know, black children, may be confused or have been confused they have the knowledge they have the understanding it's just the technicalities the way that you worded it is not a way that's culturally uh specific or that uh is uh that we're culturally inclined to understand so they're saying you know we need to get rid of the crt because you know it'll absolutely hurt black students that's that is ridiculous um That's super ridiculous. Um, one thing that I think is, is, uh, is, is, is crazy is that you have all these bills that they're pushing, right? You have all these bills that they're pushing in order to include a lot of LGBTQ and gender roles and all of these different, uh, sexual types and all these different deviations, and sexuality that they're trying to push into the public school and you mean to tell me at the same time they're trying to extract you know culturally specific education that would potentially help black children what does that tell you brothers and sisters what does that say what does that say um we've heard people like malcolm x dr umar dr claude anderson Dr. Boyce Watkins. These are, are, are all people that I follow and listen to. These are people who inform my consciousness. These are people who enrich in my knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And all of them agree that it's a consensus. Marcus Garvey, Noble Drew Ali. Um, you have. We have to create our own educational system. I think that was one great thing that COVID uh, exposed. The, uh, the absolute, uh, capacity and the capability that we have to do homeschooling if we can do it I understand uh, a lot of us cannot and we don't have the uh, time we don't have the uh, or we think we don't have the capabilities but if you can do it it's you should we should absolutely we should absolutely look into that as a serious option because clearly uh, the public school system is failing and it's been failing uh, it's a, it's trash to me. Let me let me put that out there. Let me be kind of honest. It's super trash. Um, in my from my perspective, the only two subjects in the public school system that's worth a damn is math and science. Everything else is pretty much propaganda and garbage. Definitely learn how to write. Definitely get that reading comprehension up. But after that, math and science is really the only thing. If we if we taught our children business, I, I said this in one of my earlier podcasts. Used to be a time where. You could learn a skill. You could get a vocational skill in school. Carpentry, plumbing, barbering, all of these things are viable options for us. One of my buddies he used to always talk about normalcy, and he was right. You know, these things help bolster normalcy. And, you know, everybody's not meant for college. Everybody doesn't want to go to college. That's apparent because a lot of people graduate from college that either can't get a job in their field, they go into extreme debt. They're saying millennials are going to die in debt because they have these high degrees. Um, and what are they doing with you no know, college is, is, uh, is, out is outdated and antiquated. Now there are a couple of different, uh, fields that we absolutely need people to go to college for, but, uh, if it's not, uh, one of those fields, then, um, yeah, we might want to look to another option. We might want to look to another option, but before I get too far off on a tangent, like I said, um, you know, they're trying to remove this whole critical race theory from the school, but they would allow your children to, to learn that if five-year-old Billy wants to be called Jessica and identified as Jessica or Julie, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> that's crazy to me. That is crazy. Um, it says, what is going, what is going on with these proposals to ban critical race theory in schools? So it's been four states, y'all, that have, uh, passed, uh, they have legislation, pur- uh, to outlaw CRT in schools. It's Idaho, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Tennessee, um, and have been proposed in various other state houses. Uh, it says that they, va- they're vaguely written. So, you know, it's unclear if they're, if they will, uh. Affirmatively cover. Could a teacher who wants to talk about a factual instance of state-sponsored racism, like the establishment of Jim Crow, the series of laws that prevented Black Americans from voting or holding office and separated them from white people in public spaces, be considered in violation to these uh, of these laws? It's also unclear whether these new bills are constitutional or whether they're impermissibly restrict free speech. Uh, says as English as english teacher mike stein told Chalkbeat tennessee about the new law history teachers cannot adequately teach about the trial the trail of tears the civil war and the civil rights movement english teachers will have to avoid teaching almost any text by african-american author because many of them mention racism to various extents Uh, the law could also become a tool to attack other pieces of curriculum including ethnic studies and action civics an approach to civic education, to civics education that asks students to research local civic problems and propose solutions. So so um yeah that that here we here we have it uh critical race theory. Um yeah it it you know we should be teaching our children at home you know, I always me and my wife take the approach. You know, that's training in school, but they get their true education at home, right? We should be educating them. I think I do more debriefing and debunking myths uh, in the other in the other classes that I told you about that, that are literal bullshit uh, than I do in any anything else. See, math and science, uh, you can't really bullshit on, right? It's pretty straightforward. It's, 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 uh, it's universal, shall I say, but that other stuff is watered down. Um, and, and lastly, let me say this, Dominique Wilkins, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch on Dominique real quick and then I'm gonna, uh, get my, my little statements, my, my resolve, right? My solutions. <laughs> so Dominique Wilkins, Dominique Goes into a Buckhead restaurant and they deny him. It's called the the Le the Labilla Bouquet. I think that's it in Buckhead. Um, and they, they first told him they didn't have no seats. He took a photo and uh, he took a photo of tables that were empty. And so then they came back and looked them up and down and said, "Well, you're not dressed right." Um, and he had a you know he had on a, some casual wear, but he didn't fit their standards. And uh, he wrote, in the many years, in my many years in the world, I've eaten at some of the greatest restaurants in the world, but never have I felt prejudice or been turned away because of the color of my skin. Until today, in Atlanta, in Le Billum, ATL, he ended the tweet with the hashtag turned away because I'm black. Man, Um, that reminds me of... An interview that I saw one of my favorite interviews any of his interviews are my favorite An interview with Muhammad Ali it, and he was talking to the guy and he said uh, he was talking about how they were down south with Bo Dini, Drew Bundini, Brown all these guys are the deceased now but Bundini was the one who would always say "Rumble, young man Rumble." but nonetheless he said uh man the interview was like I remember down south you know you were telling Bundini don't go in there restaurant he was like yeah man i told him he said he went in i'm an american you know they're gonna serve me they're not gonna turn me away no he said okay go on in he went in. he said he came up "Mm, why would you do that he turned me away i'm an american and he said man listen he said i told him i told you man he said but here's the thing man if the man uh is that is that hung up on not serving you and not having you in his establishment why do you want to force yourself on it Why you want to go in there? Because just like if he don't want you in there, what's to say he won't spit in your food? What's to say he won't put some glass in your food? Uh, So go where you want it. What's the point? What's the point I'm making here? Dominique So with Dominique Wilkins, I would say this to him and to all of us. So when are we gonna start getting tired of patronizing establishments that do not respect us? When are we gonna start getting tired of these establishments putting us out on a technicality? When are we gonna get tired of these establishments going through the trouble of rejecting us and denying us entry to go in and spend our hard-earned money? Right, when are we gonna start begging for validation? When are we going to stop paying to be disrespected? I mean, who who digs that? Who likes that? You know, what these establishments do, that are deemed elite a so-called you know, upper echelon. You know, we take our money to these places that is essentially taking money out of our community, and we give it to another group, and they put it into the hands of their community. Right? and it only enriches and enhances the community. You know, and then we have the nerve with a straight face to protest these people. You know, that's embarrassing. That's not how dignified men and women conduct themselves. We don't do that. We would not ever try to force ourselves on a group of people just so they can disrespect us and change the goalpost to fit their objectives, because whatever reason, whether they're racist, they're scared, whatever the reason is, doesn't matter, right? So when I see our people who are people who have a little bit of wealth, it's almost like, damn, you know, we must not have that much self-esteem or self-confidence that we can get five or six people, eight people, seven, eight people, and put our money together and build whatever it is we're trying to do, come together have an economic program, right? But, um, you know, I I would like to say this about each of these cases. With Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, she makes a valid point. You know, people should not have to uh, show a vaccination to continue to work and support themselves. People should not have to show vaccinations to... you know, fly on a plane or or, or things of that nature, you know. I understand what she was trying to say, and I agree to that extent. I agree to the extent of we should not be confined if we do not agree with the mandates that are placed before us by the government. Because, see, some of us, there are different populations, i.e. the African-American community. We don't really trust the government to allow them to place anything in our bodies when you do the the knowledge on the Tuskegee experiment, the knowledge on polio, and how ninety percent of the recipients of polio come down or came down with cancer. Some of us believe in science, and we know that the science is not out yet on what these vaccinations do. Right, so we should not penalize people who simply want to follow science. Um, but again, they're going to distort. Uh, any type of any type of recommendation any type of uh, rhetoric or narrative that goes against the the liberal uh, objectives and agenda Uh, as far as critical race theory you know we need that. we should have been educating our own I think that was one of the perks of COVID it allowed us to see the efficiency and how we are capable of educating our own and I think that should be That should have been something that the uh, black community partook in, but um, that's the best way because, you know, critical race theory just means they're softening the curriculum in history. And they're softening to the degree that they don't want anybody offended. They don't want any groups offended. So basically telling the truth about what the Europeans did, what the colonizers did, it's offensive. And it doesn't fit into this kumbaya multicultural objective and agenda that the white liberal or the white left is trying to push, right? But all of us don't want that. We don't want to hold your hand and sing. That's not our goal. Integration was not a good thing. You know, just because now we can go to school and sit next to those people uh, who we once could not. That hasn't changed our plight or our condition yet. It's a symbolic victory and we know symbolic victories don't amount to anything. Our children can't eat these things. We can't take symbolic victories to the bank. We can't quantify these things. Malcolm X said, Only a fool would allow his enemy to educate his children. Ponder this, y'all. If he don't treat you right, why would he teach you right? (laughs) Right? If he don't treat you right, why would he teach you right? You know, this is the accumulation of things. It's going to get worse it's going to get much uh much more weird this is just the beginning i was watching a a video the other day and it was talking about what well, was showing how in new york they had this video they made this video for children teaching about masturbation and touching yourself touching your genitals and things of that nature we're talking about kindergartners first graders second graders right they'll teach about these things they'll teach about uh, LGBTQ gender binary, all of that uh, revisionist science, right? All these ultimately left wing, liberal, white liberal talking points. They'll teach you about that, but they won't teach you the actual history. They won't teach you about Africa and all its greatness. They won't teach you of all the contributions. They won't teach you of all the tyranny and all the plunder and pillaging that Europeans committed they won't teach you how europe is a baby nation and how there were four dynasties before europe there were four dynasties in africa before europe was even a country right so they teach this eurocentric anti-black uh curriculum and they have the audacity to say it's offending and it's not uh perpetuating uh, uh bolstering uh you know uh togetherness it's not it's not enriching our bond as a nation you know it's not uh, something that advocates of support tolerance no that's not it it just aims to to expose and reveal truth right and so that's what should be done but really you know <laughs> you if you're black you should be teaching your child at home anyway school is just where they go to get some sort of training if they even get that education is what they do when they get home right that's how you really build up your children and really make them smart you know a lot of children that are homeschooled a lot of times they be the smartest kids because there's a structure in the public school system and it's obsolete right there's this structure that says if you're in the second grade you can only learn this set of math if you're in the sixth grade you can only learn this set of math, well, what if we expose the children to math from infinite grade levels at an early age? Could they do it? Would they be able to solve these problems? I think so. Their minds are the perfect, they're primed at the, the perfect uh, position to to figure high level, quote unquote, upper upper uh, upper echelon math out. So yeah. You know, we have to educate our own. As far as Dominique Wilkins, this was for Dominique and and all all of our people. You know, all black people. Stop patronizing businesses that don't respect you or respect your dollar. That's deep. They don't respect you, but they don't respect your dollar either. You should have just turned around and walked out of there. There's no reason to force force entry upon a group who really doesn't respect you. That's nonsensical. That's illogical. Right? Um... Black people who love themselves don't force themselves into any any place. We go to where we're respected, not where we're tolerated. You know, so, um, you know, you have to also band together. We have to band together where it's like five or six of us are the like-minded and uh, other like-minded people. And build whatever establishment that you're considering protesting or... That you're upset with. You may have a network and not even know it. And if you don't, you should build a network. You should have a mentor who could refer you. And I say a mentor because a mentor is normally somebody, could be it's typically somebody that's older than you that creates other opportunities. But uh, that mentor can help you out a lot. That mentor can help you and steer you in the direction of people who are like-minded or who will help you get to where you're trying to go that's why i mentioned a mentor but i'm gonna get off here man um i appreciate y'all sticking in sticking by Um, continue i got more episodes coming more current events and uh i try to give out i say some knowledge wisdom and understanding just to enhance your your thinking and uh help you not to be emotionally triggered but to only leave logic and uh, that's my time. I'm going to get out of here. Until the next episode, y'all. Peace and love.